the blast from our past network. Conrad! Conrad! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super duper duper fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love it. It's Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) I did like a Howard Dean yell there. Wow, that was crazy. Uh, I'm Adam. (laughs) And I'm Corey. (laughs) And I love Seinfeld. (laughs) That was a good one, buddy. It's good. Thank you. Today we are talking the Visa uh, season four, episode fourteen. It first aired on January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three. Corey, my man, could you please give us that brief synopsis? Of course, the visa. Our buddy Babu Bot returns, and Jerry's attempts to help. Okay, this is a little bit weird. All right, <laughs> Babu Bot returns, and Jerry's attempts to help his immigrant immigrant friend get him deported. That was that's not a really well written sentence. Yeah, well, is it? yeah, no. I mean, his attempts to help his immigrant friend get him deported. So his attempts end up helping him get deported. right. Okay, yeah. and then uh, Elaine unsuccessfully tries to get George's girlfriend to help her with her lawsuit. That's correct. Yes, <laughs> and and an easier <laughs> sentence to read. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, so. As we go into the scene breakdown, per usual, at least per usual for now, in a for couple now. seasons it'll probably stop, uh, but uh, we start off with a stand-up bit. This one about lawyers. What's the deal with lawyers? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he kind of says that. Uh, what are lawyers really? He's like, the lawyer is basically the person that knows the rules of the country. We're all just rolling the dice and moving the pieces across the board, but if there's a problem, the lawyer is the only person that has read the inside of the top of the box. He's like, uh, I think one of the fun things uh, for them to say is objection. Objection! Objection, of course, is the ad- the adult form of afraid not. Did you notice he got a clapping and a cheer there? Uh, I didn't I didn't notice that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, audience interaction. Uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and so far for a stand-up bit that I don't think is all that funny. Uh, oh, that's okay. Um, To which the judge can say two things. He can say overruled, which is the adult version of afraid so, or he can say sustained, which is the adult version of duh. I, I liked mm-hmm. that one. I actually okay. I botched the shit out of it, but <laughs> I liked it. I actually liked that a lot, that stand-up. But, yeah, he got a clap and a cheer right at – for the uh, the afraid not. Mm-hmm. It did not do it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I don't know what. I can't explain. Just uh, the lawyer talk wasn't – I didn't find it all that funny. Yeah. No, that's that's – you know what? It's all good, buddy. It's all yep. good. It's all good. All right. <laughs> Well, we start this episode off with George at Monk's. He's talking to this lawyer. Um, he's kind of hitting on her, just flirting with her. He's doing very well flirting with her, which is yeah. not very George thing to do right now. Nope. But, you know, I'm sure he'll George it up somehow. Of course. And he will, of course. <laughs> um, and he is playing it off that, you know, he's a real funny guy, that he's, you know, a funny dude. In it- come Jerry and Elaine and, uh, you know, the lawyer heads off and, and George you know, tells them, you know, oh, how how well he did with this uh, lady. And, you know, and then he kind of immediately gets into his head and starts going about how, you know, there's no place to go from there. 
I mean, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It does kind of suck when you have such a fantastic start like that, that you're like, okay, how am I going to maintain that level, you know, of, of interaction moving forward? I've had those thoughts before. Like, I was like, fuck, I was on point that time, and I'm not normally <laughs> so. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm more uh, positive-minded, or maybe I'm just um, less humble than you, but like, <laughs> but like you know, I, I feel like, oh, if I did a great job flirting, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's just going to be me. Like, I've got them, you know, hook, line, and sinker kind of thing. Um, and I don't think about like, oh, how am I going to screw this up? You know, even though I, you know, I do and I have, <laughs> but <laughs> I have and, you know, yeah, but I don't, I don't dwell on it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I, I definitely do not dwell on it as much as George, but I, I, I just, I guess I thought the mindset was, mm-hmm. um, was relatable. Maybe I would never say it out loud. It was more of a mindset that like would go in my head, you know, but, gotcha. but of course, George is, is the mouthpiece of, of Larry David. So, yep. you know, he says it out loud. Yeah. Uh, Babu is there. He's working behind the counter. Jerry apparently helped him get a job. Uh, he helped him, you know, get a, a, a place at, at his apartment complex. Babu, of course, the man we know from the Pakistani, well, the all American restaurant, right. uh, that then he got convinced by Jerry to go to the Pakistani restaurant, which I still to this day contest as a good idea. I, Jerry, I Jerry made up, the right buddy. call. That's a good advice. Yep, that's good advice, kid. Just just like uh, Jimmy Dugan says about avoiding the clap, it's good advice. <laughs> what a pull from the League of Their Own! Like, who who uh, did you watch that recently, or how did that come into play? Into, into no, into no the the phrase "that's good advice, kid" is very uh, okay. high in my my rotation. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, come. Well, I love that scene for for some reason. I mean, it's a great movie, but that scene always killed me. And the one where he takes that really long piss. Yeah, I that's love a funny that. One. Yeah, Jimmy Dugan was a great character. He was. He was. He had some great lines. Um, and keeping speaking of kind of good, great lines, Babu Bot, you know, he kind of brings up, which is going to come back around and flip out on its head a little bit. You're a very good man. Very good man, Jerry. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad accent, but, you know, you, you kind of have to. Um, but, you know, you heard that before earlier of course. as well in the previous episode. So um, that's kind of his catchphrase. And it was also the longest handshake that I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice the handshake time, but um, we get some uh, context that uh, Kramer is at a baseball fantasy camp. We get a, a, a great line. I think it's from George who says, you know, why, why is he at a fantasy camp? His whole life is a fantasy camp, yeah. which is just if you know the, you know, the character of Kramer, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, and I and I, I do I, I actually loved that line. I thought that was was mm-hmm. pretty funny. Um, I, I do want to really kind of. I don't know if we're past it. We're past the whole conversation about him and the lawyer, right? About uh, George being sort of um, not big on himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. He, he, that he always has to be on, right? Like, oh, yeah, we, it's, I wasn't going to go like back into it, even though they kind of go back and forth on it. So one thing that I just wanted to take note was uh, I love the part where he's he's talking to Elaine. George is talking to Elaine when Jerry's over talking to Babu, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, you know, of course Elaine's like, no, come on, you're being silly, and George is like, what do you mean? He's like, they go for a better guy with with more money, you know, and and the funny thing was. I didn't know that my wife was standing right behind me listening, and right away she goes, and more hair. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, hot take. But, but, Burning I will on say George. This, my wife paid attention to this episode while she was doing stuff, and she laughed. So I was oh. like, uh-oh, what is happening? So this episode actually holds uh, the distinction of being one that she actually told me she likes. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I was I was shocked too. So yeah, I'll keep uh, everybody up to date on on how things turn out. <laughs> and, and if you've been listening since the beginning, you guys know what I mean. You all know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we gotta have Myra on. I don't know. Sorry, should I not say her name? Oh, I know. I don't care. Yeah, okay. Myra. Maybe I should have Myra on. Maybe have her on and uh, get a uh, you know a Seinfeld hater experience <laughs> from just one of the episodes. Maybe it could be a bonus content or something. We yeah, I was gonna up. say maybe we can uh, uh, interview our wives uh, yeah. for for Patreon content. Or they something. do get talked about enough, you know. And I know. that might be a fun bonus uh, content episode. Just <laughs> throw it up for the exclusive people. So. Uh, all right, Jerry invites George and his lawyer date. They're just telling him to to come over for oh, let's go all out, go out to dinner together, and go to an auto show. Jerry doesn't seem like an auto show kind. Of, well, actually, knowing Jerry Seinfeld, he's definitely an auto show kind of guy. But Jerry Seinfeld in Seinfeld, I don't see as like an auto show kind of guy no no i think it does fit because i don't know if it's this season but he does have in his apartment a a poster of a ferrari or or some kind of car Mm. and Mm -hmm. i don't remember where it popped up or if it did already but i know it's been there so i think jerry seinfeld the character also likes cars too okay which famously if anybody doesn't know jerry seinfeld has a massive like you know car collection as well he really likes them i don't know if it's like quite Jay Leno. Yeah, I was going to say because Jay Leno actually has, I think, up by the Burbank Airport, um, uh, he rents a hangar just for yeah. his cars. And when I used to do Lyft in Burbank up by the airport, I would see Jay Leno all the time. I mean, it was like one of those things like if you saw a car that was like older than like the 1970, then mm-hmm. it was probably a That's giant funny. white head was in the window, you know, like because yeah. his head, by the way, his head is massive. It's like a giant <laughs> that's why, Q-tip. That's why he kind of bubbles it around everybody yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just gonna like, he's just going to like bubble on his head when he talks. Because yeah. he can't balance it. <laughs> it's a terrible Jay Leno impression. Um, but if anybody has seen uh, Comedians in Cars getting coffee... Um, or something, it's, it's named something like that with Jerry Seinfeld. You know, he just drives a whole bunch of cars and, you know, he's definitely a car fanatic himself. Yeah. So we get a weird little scene here where George envisions, you know, if he went on this double date, basically kind of, and, uh, and seeing that Jerry, you know, being on and being the funny guy and how his lawyer date Cheryl would just be yucking it up, just laughing like crazy. And then he wouldn't have the edge like he thinks he does right now. Right. And, and and we never see like a little fantasy scene like that on Seinfeld. That it's was pretty, uh, it's pretty rare. jarring. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't care for it either. Yeah, um, I was not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just very non Seinfeldian. <laughs> yeah. And I think there was a reason we don't see that too frequently on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, so he doesn't want to do it, naturally, but um so George and or Jerry and Elaine kind of mention, oh, let's maybe well, okay, we'll go to this restaurant. And Elaine's like, oh, I hate or Jerry's like, oh, I hate that restaurant or whatever. So then George, trying to think he's super smart, goes to that exact place. Yeah, Isabella's. Isabella's, thank you for uh, for his dinner with Cheryl. And then, oh, of course, George or Jerry and Elaine show up, and apparently Elaine convinced him to go. So of course. Um, and here we get, you know, just George. So insecure immediately, you know, because he just wants to be the funny guy. Um, do, do you think maybe he's he's insecure because of Jerry's like dark purple suit with white sneakers? No, I didn't notice that at all. God, this is a classic Corey thing of just really paying <laughs> attention to his clothing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is that look? But I mean, Jerry does love his sneakers, though. 
He does. <laughs> he does. Um, Elaine asks Cheryl for some legal advice because she's apparently being sued by Ping, who we've met Ping before yep. in a previous episode. Um, he's the delivery guy for we've, the Chinese We've met restaurant. him a few times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what a coincidence. Ping is Cheryl's cousin, and she's the lawyer who's going to be representing him in this law- in this s- lawsuit. So, obviously, Cheryl's not going to give her any advice or whatnot. But it's all just kind of funny. Ha, ha, ha. This is crazy. What a what a coincidence. And, and Cheryl's, like, fun. I, I, oh, I, I like Cheryl I like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I liked her in this episode, and I liked her character as a whole. I thought she was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. She she I don't know if she's like with someone that I would want to have like a long term relationship with any of these people, but yeah, she just seems like a genuine fun person. Like yeah. I she Yeah. Absolutely, she, absolutely she, a fun fun. She should never definitely not be with George. At no, all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely not with George. Uh, so at this point she goes to the bathroom and George, you know, he's freaking out right now. Elaine calls him out. That you know, he, oh, he he wants to be the funny guy, and, and what did Jerry Jer- say? Jerry calls him Biff. Yeah, oh, there Biff. you go. <laughs> Which, of course, is from Death of a Salesman. Yep, they've used that before. But at least according to my notes, Jerry hasn't called him Biff. Since the episode in season three called The Boyfriend, uh, which is around like episode seventeen or so. Yeah. So it's been it's been um you know, I don't know, like probably twenty so that's twenty plus episodes since we've heard it. Biff was the theme of season three. Uh, mm-hmm. like they used Death of a Salesman and Biff a lot in that. And yeah, you're right. I don't think we've heard it in a while, but um I do like him bringing it back. And I, and I, I hope it's something that we keep seeing moving forward, even just sparingly, you know, wholeheartedly agree. Um, all right. So George tells them, you know, he doesn't want him to be funny, you know, um, you know, you're just not allowed to be funny. You cannot be funny. And so <laughs> when Cheryl comes back, Jerry puts on this very somber deadpan, like not deadpan funny, but just serious deadpan kind of act, which to us as the audience is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Bro, I will say this. The reason Myra loved this episode, she loved it when Jerry did all of his, you know, dark, morose, like, conversation, especially mm-hmm. later at Monk's when uh, mm-hmm. when she's like, I think that's curdled. And he's like, I don't care. And yeah. she's just like, like, like Myra, for some reason, freaking loved that version of Jerry. So that's what she really tuned into. And truthfully, he's funny as shit when he does this this thing, this depressed Jerry thing that we only ever see here. You're a somewhat funny guy. Are you worried that um, Myra is now in love with Jerry because he's so serious? I've always been worried that Myra would fall in love with Jerry. (laughs) All right, that'll come into play a little bit later. Um, We cut to Jerry's place. Elaine is there. Uh, Cheryl apparently convinced Ping to drop the case. Fantastic. She's a really nice person. I like her a lot. Yeah, hopefully George doesn't do anything to mess that up. Yep. He's going <laughs> yep. to. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, they hear a sound, and of course, it's across the hall. So we know Kramer's back. He comes in, uh, and he gets a medium cheer. Yeah, Not a, medium uh, cheer. Because partly, I think, is because uh, Jerry like opened the door for him, and he kind of walked in. If he gave a real Kramer entrance, I think he probably would have gotten like a huge pop. Yeah, I agree. But, I agree with that. And I, I so. think it was also like a... You know, it's kind of like a, a a sort of a forced cheer because they're you yeah. know Jerry and the, the the writing is sort of informing the audience that Kramer's out of town. So when well, they see not, him not, again, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not it like was he kind of fabricated. In, 
It's not, yeah, exactly. It's not like he wasn't in the last couple episodes or right. anything like that. It was you're right. It was just kind of like a force. I totally agree with that. Um, so apparently he's back early from his uh, fantasy baseball camp because he punched Mickey Mantle in the fa- in the <laughs> face. <laughs> Dude, I, this whole like monologue, him telling this story. Uh, first off, I don't know anyone besides Mickey Mantle. Of he, who he's kept, talking he kept. About. Yes, he kept um, bringing up different Yankees and so because obviously each name that he was bringing up was an old school Yankee. Right. I, I looked up a couple and they just kept being Yankees. So I was like, okay, so this is obviously people pay to play baseball with old retired, you know, right? Old old retired dudes at this time, and so that's what it was. But but not even not knowing you know who those people were, but you know you just assume they were Yankees. Just the story that unfolds that Kramer tells is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's not uh, the level of George you know uh, talking about the whale and the mm-hmm. Titleist, but but it's still it's it's one of those I love these like micro stories that the characters tell within uh, the show yep. itself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we hear Babu then is kind of in trouble. Jerry goes and gets uh, and investigates. Apparently, he's getting deported um, because his uh, renewal papers have not, you know, he didn't turn them in. Jerry vows to help him. Uh, and then Jerry realizes that he accidentally got Babu's visa renewal form in his mail, which Elaine had not given him until just like basically this moment. So she was like right. a week late at doing that. Right, and which I think makes it not Jerry's fault. I mean, it's an Agreed. accident, but then we do get more information later that lends itself to, you know, it's a, it is a little bit of Jerry's fault, but mm-hmm. I don't think ultimately it is. No, and at the same time, Babu probably, you know, one, I think most of those places, before they deport you, they should be giving you multiple. Now, granted, for this for this show, it's 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 not going to be in yeah. you know realistic setting. But Babu should have checked up on it. He should have known that his visa was expiring. Yeah. Um, also, they would have given you multiple notices. You know, or be like, hey, your visa is late. Like, they would have just immediately brought people to deport you, especially if you're in, in in a good standing. You know, if you're if you're making money and paying taxes as an immigrant, they don't want to just kick you out. Well. I say I, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't want to get. I do not want to get into that. No, no, no. We're not making um, a statement or anything. We're just yeah. talking logically. What makes sense to us, you know? If yes. You, so if me, you're yeah. being a productive member of society, then yeah, I don't think you would have. I don't think you would have been kicked out that uh, quickly. And I do agree that yeah, I think you probably would but, have gotten some more yeah. notification. But that's the realist realistic side of it. Yeah. We're talking the, the Seinfeld sitcom. side of yeah. it. Yeah, the sitcom side. So, um, but even sitcom side, it's not Jerry's fault. No, totally not. It's fucking Elaine's fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking Elaine's fault. So, it is. <laughs> yes. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Why This Film Podcast looks back at the movies of your childhood. Join me, Emily Slade, each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you through nostalgia untold and memories unnumbered. Together, we'll ask, why this film? Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. 
We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey, everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bugs. And now, back to the show. So Jerry wants to get Cheryl, who is the lawyer, to, to help him out, because apparently... You know, he thinks her or her her area her um, what's the word with expertise all the... area of expertise? Not her, not her, but her uh, her law firm or whatever um, handles exactly hands handles immigration law or something like that. Well, um, even uh, George said that earlier, uh, or they knew that okay. for some reason that that they do that her law firm does specifically yep. handle that. So Perfect. Um, so again, Jerry is uh, or, or George is kind of like tells him, you know, uh, don't be funny. That kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, we get a great line. I think it's a great little kind of back and forth here where Jerry tells George, you know, how long is this going to go on? And George says, uh, until consummation. And Jerry's line is just perfect. He's like, consummation? I don't think you have enough material. <laughs> just like, <laughs> boom! Shot, shot right at you, George, because he's just... Not that funny of a guy. No, no. But I love it that that Jerry like used like you know stand up comedian terms. You know, yeah. I, I like that. You don't have enough material, buddy. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, at monks, Jerry talks somberly to Cheryl. Just so this is where he was like in his darkest of his discussion. And this is when my wife loved it. She just was like, I, I mean, literally, I could hear her cracking up as she's watching it. I'm like, and of course, I'm thinking, yes, this is great. What really made it great was that little. That little tag at the end 
when she asks him what he does, and he and he just kind of very uh very like almost happily goes, "I'm a comedian." Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it just juxtaposes so perfectly with all the darkness that he's got right there from before. I love it. Uh, Elaine also comes in and she says thank you to Cheryl, who um kind of somewhat ominously you know thank you for dropping the lawsuit, and she somewhat om- ominously is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you should be happy because if we did this." You know, you would have paid through the nose and yeah. just kind of like, oh, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> so just, yeah, she's a bit of a shark. Yeah, or that. or a Terminator. or ter- Yes, or a Terminator. That will come later. Um, Elaine and Jerry go to see Babu, which I'm not going to lie. Seeing this scene in 2020's eyes, it actually hit me a little bit different. Just seeing, like, the immigration, you know, the, the people who are about to be deported in that chain link fence, it was kind of hard to separate the th- thought of you know some of the pictures and videos i've seen of children that have been separated from yeah. their parents at, at, at immigration camps and things like that um you know so I, I try not to be too political on this show but like it did it definitely made me be like damn it's it's i don't like seeing humans yeah in a chain link fence like that i just don't yeah no i so. i'm i get it man it's it plays differently now and it doesn't that doesn't mean that like the same stuff didn't happen back then but we have so many cameras now we have so many yeah. people filming things and information is so readily it, uh, available it's just it, it paints it in a different light and you go back and we we do you know this is on this show we try not to we try to look at it from our our point of view of back mm-hmm. then but sometimes you just can't separate it you know yeah it, and yeah. that's and I'm I'm with you man I was like wow yeah this this feels a certain way in in 2020 you know mm-hmm. so. Babu and Jerry and Elaine kind of talk a little bit, and he Jerry explains the whole situation, the male situation, and Babu is rightfully fairly upset about this stuff and about why you know why couldn't I just have gotten my damn mail? He's especially he, and, especially since Babu's uh, mailbox is right next to next yes, to Jerry's, and Babu's right like, I would have uh, got your mail for you. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. He's he's actually would have been totally happy to do that. Would have been perfect. Yeah, and I would told and I would have trusted Babu getting my mail yeah. for me. Yeah, which they do set up, um, you know, why Kramer didn't get Jerry's mails because he was out at the fantasy camp. So if right. anybody just throw that out there, I mean, there's all it's all tries to tie in, which it does pretty well. well and although you could say, I mean, if Jerry knew that he was going to be out of town for two weeks, he should have just put his mail on hold. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. I never put my mail on hold. Have you I, ever put your mail on hold? Only I when just, I've I gone just, out of town for yeah. for like like three or four weeks like when i was okay. working from home and i'd go back to visit uh in maryland or something and i didn't have any reason to you know go back to la so if i'm gone for like three weeks i'll just put my mail on hold for three weeks because uh, yeah you're gonna come back to just a bunch of junk mail which they of course reference multiple times in this yeah. episode which is like if there's no junk mail there's no mail that is mail yeah i was gonna say i've never put my mail on hold my wife might have done it when we <laughs> Went out to, to England for about almost two weeks. Um, I, I, she, I bet you. So she, she probably, probably did, did, but I didn't. But I can tell you because I only checked my mail about once every two weeks when I was single anyway. <laughs> like That was about oh, yeah. my average. I am not a mail checker. No. As Jerry says, there's no important mail anymore. <laughs> no, dude. I, I only check my mail when I know there's a new Blu-ray coming from Amazon. Uh, other than yeah. that, my mail can just sit there for weeks for all <laughs> yep. I care. Because ain't nothing in there but but bills and bad news, baby. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, all right. So we cut to George with Cheryl. And here's where she drops that uh, she's very attracted to, to, to Jerry. He's dark and disturbed dark, um, dark and disturbed his whole life revolves around superman and cereal that was my exact next <laughs> note man which I is just great 
it's a wonderful, a wonderful little reference to things that you know we already know are tied into Seinfeld so well, which is the Superman references and cereal. Jerry with his like twelve boxes of cereal or, or whatever. <laughs> um, but probably my my favorite line, and in my opinion, I think one of the best lines in Seinfeld history, personally, is when George tries to explain that he's really the, distur- the disturbed one. He says, "But I'm disturbed. I'm depressed. I'm inadequate." I got it all. Yes. Like, that is a great line to me. <laughs> I got it all. I, so we talk about it, how sometimes we see the precursor to later arcs or later storylines or even later jokes. I feel like this was a bit of a, a precursor to the whole Marissa Tomei, uh, you mm. know, love affair. Because remember, she was attracted to, like, loser mm. guys and stuff like that. I feel like this was starting to to mess with that and how George okay. is like, but I, like, like lo- I guess looking at George's inadequacies as something that someone would value in a mate. And it happens very rarely, but I feel like George kind of tunes into it. Like, you know, if any time you ever hear somebody that's into, like, a bald guy, then he's immediately like, oh, hold on. Maybe I got a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, totally I don't know. If, I don't know if this falls under that category. Like, I feel like we've seen stronger examples of that previously, but I felt yeah. like this had shades of that. Like, this is a joke that they're gonna they're gonna come back to later. Yeah, I, I'll allow it. <laughs> so, oh, wait, sustained. How about sustained. that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jerry and Elaine are at his place. Um, we see Babu's brother is there. Uh, his brother. Um, Apparently, he says that Babu is in Pakistan. We get a quick little thing where he is offered a Snapple. And we haven't really talked about this before. They've, well, we've mentioned uh, Snapples. Like, Snapple is starting to come in, but we don't yeah. know. That so far, it, it's always been – the gag has always been someone gets offered a Snapple, mm-hmm. and then the person refuses it. Is that a part of the Snapple's ad campaign? No, not that I could find. So I tried to do a little bit of research onto this because because this one – is maybe like the the they gets it gets the not the biggest crowd reaction but I don't know the biggest um reaction from the person who is offered it where most of the times I, in the virgin they did a, I think a couple snapples where it's like oh it's either a Jerry or a Lane's like oh snapple and the person's like no thank you um, but this one Jerry or, or I think it's Elaine. Elaine offered uh you know snapple he's like too fruity yeah you know too and I was trying to be like what the hell is that in reference to and I was just trying to figure it out someone on reddit said and, and trust reddit for what you can right um someone said apparently snapple had an older ad where a either indian or pakistani um person um was like drinking uh was was, was drinking snapple and was like oh it's fruity like a fruity taste and this might have been a reference to that okay okay i could not find the ad I could not find any reference online anywhere else about um, like a Pakistani or Indian person in a Snapple commercial like that. So I can't confirm it. Yeah. But maybe that's it. I feel like if it's a big enough line or a big enough commercial for Seinfeld to um, reference, it should be on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Or I would... on Google somewhere. And I couldn't find it at all. So yeah, I'm not sure. I would think so. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you. And uh Thanks or, for or, doing say, thanks for doing the research on that. Trying one. <laughs> to, I mean, or maybe Snapple was paying them to to just put them product placements, or maybe they were trying to make fun of product placements by offering it and everyone saying no. Like that totally could have been a thing. 
and and I also remember like in the Seinfeld like reference books that would come out in in mm-hmm. the mid 90s like you know they, of course they would have the the Tweety Bird Pez dispenser and then they give you a description on it and I remember looking through one and it had a Snapple bottle and it you know talked about Snapple like mm-hmm. it's a thing that is in it's in Seinfeld's lore I just don't know what the like you said we don't know what yeah. the behind the scenes reference is uh, I always thought it was uh, advertisement but I think I feel like you're more correct when there are more making fun of of the ad, of product placement yeah I, I think so just because everybody's turning it we down. just don't know why they targeted snapple yeah uh kramer then comes in get some good um kramer physical humor where he's talking about that he went to see mickey mantle and he was like on his knees begging him hit me hit me mickey hit just, me. that kind of shit that's good uh then ping comes up and apparently the case is back on and, uh, yeah, he tells uh, Elaine that, you know, she's a real shark. She's a real Terminator uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in the court. <laughs> and uh, he even drops the uh, hasta la vista, baby. Because, yeah. I mean, think he about does. this is 93. I mean, T2, this is hot off yeah. of T2. T2 is one of the biggest movies in the world right now. Yep. Yep. Very true. Got, got to make the hasta la vista, baby references <laughs> <laughs> to be relevant in 1993. Yeah. Oh, man. God, those are good times. T2 was so good. Oh, dude, T2 was so goddamn good. It's funny. It's funny. It's so amazing, and it still has one of the most annoying characters of all time. Edward Furlong is is so annoying in that movie, but Arnold and uh, Linda Hamilton and Robert Patrick are so awesome (laughs) that they're just like, I mean, half the time I think like I'm rooting for Furlong to be killed. <laughs> I'm just like, just fucking kill him. I see that annoying squeaky voice. I can't stand him. But buddy, watch the first uh, ten minutes of Terminator: Dark Fate, and you will enjoy that uh, that fantasy becoming reality. Okay, okay. Which I have not seen Dark Fate. Yeah, because Genesis, Genesis uh, sucked so bad. Salvation was not good. Like I, I gave, and I didn't care for three. And so why did I want to go to Dark Fate? I just, I just couldn't do it. And I, and I love me. You know, I love me some Schwarzenegger. I, I know, buddy. And all I'm going to say is Dark Fate is a direct sequel to Terminator 2, meaning part three and on get negated completely. Okay. Just know that. And So they and do the, uh, yeah, like the X-Men uh, Days of Future Past yep. kind of thing to it? Yep. All right. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll put it on my Netflix queue. Uh, I still get the, the Blu-rays and whatnot sent to me as well, so I'll, I'll probably do that. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> Seinfeld, Terminator, what? <laughs> Terminator, okay. All right. <laughs> no, but I, you know what? I, I will say this. I love seeing Ping. I, I love Ping. He's great. I, so yeah, Ping, I, exactly. I enjoyed the exchange. Yep. I mean, uh, good, multiple great little side characters here with Ping and Babu. Mm-hmm. And here we cut to Babu, Babu in Pakistan, um, and he's just talking to this other guy. Kind of like sets up, oob, that Babu wants to uh, exact revenge on Jerry. And again, he kind of comes up with his new catchphrase of very bad man, very bad man. Uh, and, and then we get and the buddy that he was talking to is the the gentleman from Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, really? Yes. The the guy who's like super dirty. At yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That guy. Oh, huh. I did I did that I did not recognize it. Yep. Very cool. Uh, all right, and then we get a stand up on immigration. I am for open immigration, but uh, but that sign we have in the front of the Statue of Liberty, give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. He's like, can't we just say, hey, the door's open. We'll take whatever you got. Do we have to specify the wretched refuse? <laughs> the wretched refu- refuse? <laughs> I refuse. love that. 
I thought that was funny. Refu- yep. what, what is it? Refuse. Yeah, refuse. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, we don't say, uh, we don't just say, uh, give us the unhappy, the sad, the, sh- the slow, the ugly, people that can't drive, <laughs> that have trouble merging. If they can't stay in their lane, if they don't signal, they can't parallel park, if they're uh, sneezing, if they're stuffed up, if they're clogged, if they have bad penmanship, don't return calls, yeah. if they have dandruff, food between their teeth, if they have bad credit, if they have no credit, missed a spot shaving. In other words, any dysfunctional, defective slob that can somehow cattle prod into a wagon send him over we want him and he nailed the the delivery on all Mm -hmm. of those things i liked this you know what i liked both of the stand-ups on this episode i thought this one was okay i liked it better than the first i thought it was okay he went on for a while on those different deliveries of each like wretched person (laughs) he did and it was and it was great the way he the way he delivered it i i I enjoyed it and uh yeah you know what i'll I'll kick this one off my thoughts on it um as an episode so this episode had a couple things going for me that kind of like elevated it i think a little bit higher than maybe it would have otherwise one i truly actually liked both of the stand-ups and i was like shit i actually kind of like both of the stand-ups better than the episode itself that you know that's subjective whatever but that's mm-hmm. just kind of how i fell on it don't know why they just kind of tickled my fancy and then i have like i'm watching the episode and my my wife's doing stuff and i can hear her giggling you know it wasn't just at the Jerry, you know, being negative and everything. And I could hear her giggling at different stuff. So I was kind of tuning into that. And I could tell she was having a good time with it. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And of course, you know, I love talking about it with you. But Mm -hmm. as a whole, I just was like, as a whole, it's a solid episode. I was like, you know what? This is a good one. I didn't think it had anything particularly like noteworthy that made it sort of stand out. But it also wasn't an episode that like I would just sort of like shove away and and kind of like go to cleaning if or, if it was on TV or something. It is a solid middle of the road. I w- if it was on and I was cleaning, I would sit down and watch it and uh, mostly pay attention to it. So honestly, you know, I am gonna I am gonna give it. Actually, maybe a little bit higher because of the the outside influences that it had on it. But I'm going to give it 3.5 downed, punched down Yankee, old Yankees. No, <laughs> let me try that again. How about 3.5 old Yankees that Kramer tries to <laughs> tries <Okay>. to fight? <laughs> okay. Actually, I was um, very much in, in, in line with you where, yeah, we talked very positively about a lot of stuff on this episode. And not to say this is bad. So my, my first notes are this episode is okay. It's really a middle of the pack episode. The two things I really liked were um, some of the some of the lines that, that I like the George's disturbed line. That one I've got it all. Um, seeing Babu again is great. Seeing Ping is great. Um, some good stuff. You know the Mickey Mantle. Uh, you know hit me, hit me. Like that's that's good Kramer stuff. But most everything seemed like pretty standard fare to me. Nothing was really stand out. But it certainly wasn't you know, a piece of shit either. Yeah. Um, so I gave it very middle. I, I put it right kind of pretty much like right in the middle stuff. I gave it um, three out of five deported Pakistanis. Ah, there you go. Ah, yours is better <laughs> than mine. <laughs> oh, although I don't know. I don't think that actually is better than mine. Yeah, that actually no, sounds kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather, would you rather punch a Yankee or deport a Pakistani? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd rather punch a Yankee. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, as an <laughs> Orioles fan. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hey, Towson. Anyways. Uh. Oh, my God. Did you have to say that? Oh, just, just for you, buddy. Just for you. 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah, dude, like, yeah. And, and sometimes I even look at like the time that it takes us, takes us to talk about an episode as sort yeah. of like, like being an indicator of how much was in there to actually discuss, you know? And, and I think to your <laughs> point, quickly. it's like, it's like, cool. It's like this episode, you know, it hit all the points. It's like, bing, bing, bing. And then mm-hmm. you're done. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And that's, uh, that was it. Other than Jerry's, uh, <laughs> white sneakers with his, uh, suit like yeah there wasn't there wasn't many side tangents there weren't yeah. many things to talk about things other things that like oh you know made me really grab on to this one that you know that made me um want to go off on about another seinfeld tangent this was just like this is just another seinfeld episode but but you know con- conversely like you know putting it against like the movie or something you know like we're also not like like i wasn't pissed off at george this episode like you know all no. the all the all the characters i behaved the way you know i i, I enjoy them behaving and and there was no like we, like you said like weird side tangents so hey yep. you know what uh, a 40 minute episode's a 40 minute episode of cartwright yep. so what can you do I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not not every single one of these is going to be the contest or the pick or whatever. So. Exactly, and and nor yeah. should they because that would uh, that would take away from the contest and the pick. Yep, very true. So, but you know what does not take away from the contest or the pick is the blast from our past podcast. Can you tell us about that, Adam? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, I can. And thank you for saying that, sir. In fact, I think it enhances the pick in the contest. Why? I don't know why. Just go listen to it. The Blast from <laughs> Past podcast is a podcast I do with my brother. John, and we talk all things nostalgia, whether it's album reviews, whether it's top tens about different things from back in the in our days, um, movie and TV show reviews, and fan castings. As if uh, the stuff is that's the one thing that I think is actually unique to our podcast is we do you know reviews and nostalgia, but we do fan castings as well. You know, if like oh hey we're gonna make Seinfeld today, who would you cast um, for that thing? I never would do that. I don't know if no. I could. That'd be crazy. <laughs> You're like, you crazy. Even you, you're like, no, we would never do that. (laughs) So uh, I have that podcast. I also have another one with my brother called Throwback Trivia Takedown. Another nostalgic-based podcast, but this one is all about trivia. If you like trivia and you want to challenge yourself, check that one out. It's it's a fun one. It is. It is a fun one. And and speaking of... no, speaking of your brother John, um, this week, uh, yep, this week, um, you guys can listen to yes. me talk to John on uh, podcast after dark because he is on a watch list. So yes. John and I on uh, so podcast after dark has a like a sub show called the uh, watch list where people come on and talk about whatever the thing is, and we gotta get Adam on there. But I booked these like like months ago, mm-hmm. so like I stacked them up way too much in advance. Um, <laughs> but I'll get Adam. I'll get you on there soon. Um, but uh, uh, with John, we talked about the movies that made us men. <laughs> so growing up, and and because I'm a patron of uh, podcasting after dark, I actually got to hear that episode one day early, which made me really excited. So you did. You um, did. everybody else, make sure you go check it out because it's it's good, but also kind of creepy, but also kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, you know what? That pretty much sums up podcasting after dark. <laughs> there, there you go. Perfectly. So tell me, tell us a little. Well, you summed it up, but uh, you know. What besides podcasting dark, or tell us more about podcasting dark about what you're into? Yeah, buddy. Uh, so, so like we said, podcast after dark is a cult movie podcast uh, with my buddy, our buddy, I should say, Zach. I uh, like he's, Zach. He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yes, he is. And uh, we, yeah, we, every other week we talk about cult movies, uh, weird, weird shit like the stuff and Night of the Comet, but also silly shit like uh, <laughs> the Adventures of Ford Fairlane or 
we just released our King of New York with Christopher Walken mm-hmm. episodes. That was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so that kind of that kind of stuff is a lot of fun. And uh, you can also hear me on the Ongoing Comic Book Discussion podcast with our pal Tess. Uh, you can also hear me uh, at some point. I'll have an episode on Talking Back. And uh, make sure you check you know all those podcasts out. Plus uh, Friday Five, Talking Back, Why This Film. We just added mm-hmm. Emily to the to the network, and she has this fantastic podcast called why this film where she talks to people about their favorite movies i've been on there well once that's mm-hmm. that's out uh i talked about tron and then her and i have a one coming out called uh, for legend and you were on there too adam right yeah we talked uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah um but also tess has been on there yep. i think maybe it was brent or, or D- dean or tim on there yet? Uh, yeah yeah I, th- I think everyone's kind of done the rounds nice. <laughs> so so i mean she's she's been a friend of the show for a while or, or should yep. i say a friend of like all of ours a friend of the network um and uh so she's officially a part of the network now and we yep. are slowly um you know, announcing it all over the all over the network. So give give that a, a, a shot. We we really enjoy that show. She's a great she has great energy and she's a lot of fun. Actually, you can hear her on Adam's show, Blast from Our Past. She was on the mm-hmm. which episode was it? Yeah, we talked the Mummy, all That's things right. the Mummy, and it was honestly one of our best episodes in recent history. I think I completely agree with that i told my wife that and in fact it makes me, that show made me want to rewatch the mummy but her energy was yep. fantastic of anything i say go listen to that episode and that'll inform you as to to what you would expect on on why this film but she's she's uh, great which yeah is, and, we're, and we're lucky to have her super lucky to have yes her. absolutely i mean i've never never could imagine someone would have so much love for the mummy as she does <laughs> but oh my god Please, yeah, check it out because she really, really does. I love it. It's great. So you can find all of our shows over at the BFOP Network, and that's BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com, otherwise known as... Beef up! <laughs> there you go. And guys, if you, guys and gals, if you are new to the show and you are looking for the uh, previous, uh, the first and the second season, uh, all of our episodes of Cartwright can be found on our Patreon page, and that's patreon.com slash Cartwright, patreon.com slash Cartwright, for just $1. Uno dinero. Uno dinero. Un dinero. mark. So we, and we appreciate all the love and support you guys have given us so far, and we hope to uh, keep on keeping on. And uh, yeah, you know, and for uh, Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, I'm Corey. I'm Adam. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Has anything Adam? changed since the beginning of this episode? I don't episode? know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And we'll see you guys next week with The Shoes. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 